0: Damn, son, where'd you find this?
1: You are now tuning into Bro. is bros let's talk pat here with jimmy no andy hunting season is officially underway so so andy's gonna be intermittently missing not much how's it going um
0: good can't complain
1: solid so uh we didn't have a show last week it was mother's day so we decided to all spend the day with our moms um and we did our challenge the challenge finally came out so that was fun I'm um, happy to have finally got yeah, that. That a really that good video, Ben. You, you did a belt. great job. Yeah, shout out to Ben for the help there. Um, we're going to keep it kind of quick today, though. We're recording a little bit later in the afternoon, so we're just going to shoot the shit. No segments today. So, uh, lots to talk about, though. So, let's jump in, bro. Let's do it. All right, so we are to the conference final. Stages of the NF or the NBA, uh, NBA and NHL playoffs. <clears throat> the Vegas Knights actually right now are on the verge of advancing to the Stanley Cup. They have a two-one lead in the third period of Game Five, um, five as we speak. Yeah, and if they if this lead holds, they will advance to the Stanley Cup in their inaugural season, which is still crazy to think about. Um, the other end of the, the other conference, you've got Tampa storm back. They've won three in a row. They got a three, two lead over the Capitals. Um, oh, but yeah. let's actually talk about, um, the NBA playoffs first. Cause I think there's a lot of storylines going on there. So we're in the conference finals there. Celtics, Cavs in the East and the Warriors Rockets in the West. Everyone's been excited about that series all year. Game three is on tonight. After this weird scheduling by the NBA, taking yeah, all these I don't off like days, that scheduling at all makes no sense. But Game Three is tonight. Series tied one to one. Golden State looked real good. Uh, won a tight game in Game One. Uh, the Rockets pretty much ran away with Game Two. Had big leads most throughout most of the games. Um, but that's a tight series. I think everyone's excited about that one. The East has been uh, two blowouts by the Celtics in boston then they went back to cleveland uh they bounced back with a blowout of themselves last night they won by like 30 i think or something like that um so it's a 2-1 but the uh now now you don't really know how to feel you know everyone was counting the Cavs out what are your thoughts so far on uh the conference finals in the nba so
0: my first thought is that to me, my
1: championship
0: has been the Western Conference Finals because I think no matter which team makes it out of there, I think they're going to eviscerate whatever team comes out of the East. So I've been paying a lot of attention to the Western Conference Finals. Um, Steph Curry does not look good. He's not moving well. He is not taking over games like we're used to seeing him do. Um, but I'm, I w- I've i been really high on the Rockets for the last couple weeks. Um, and then watching them go up against Golden State, I see a lot of, a lot of stagnant offense, a lot of James Harden dribbling, um, not passing till, you know, nine to eleven seconds left in the shot clock, and then trying to make a play. I think that needs to to change for them to have a chance. Um, but that I don't know, it's, that series is just so exciting because we'll watch, you know, Chris Paul go, him and Clay Thompson or Steph or, or Durant go back and forth shot for shot. James Harden is going to get his points. That step back he has is deadly. That series is just—it's so enticing to me that I've been, you know, keeping up with every single game. I hope it goes seven because I honestly don't think the finals are going to be um, very good this year, regardless of who makes it from the East. Speaking of the East, um, as as good as Cleveland looked yesterday, I would also say that defensively the Celtics look like crap. They had a ton of breakdowns. A lot of easy baskets for uh, the Cavaliers. So I think Brad Stevens is too good of a coach to let that happen again. Um, But like you said, Pat, who knows? Now that that Cleveland is feeling good and and, and they're back in it, um, it can really go either way. But, man, is LeBron playing with just a bunch of dog crap. He has next to no help. Um, And I... I have I've, I've turned into a LeBron fan the last few years, and I just don't know if I want to even see him make it to the finals just to lose again because they're not winning if they make it, at least that's my opinion,
1: regardless of who they play in Houston or Golden State. Definitely not. And I saw something the other day that this isn't even the worst team that he's had around him. He's I think he's accounting for like 33% of their points this postseason. He's yeah, had two other ridiculous. teams— Two other teams previously where he accounted for a higher percentage of points of the team's offense. So he's carried teams his whole career. Um, I, and you just look back. I remember when they made the trades at the trade deadline, they brought in younger guys like Larry Nance Jr. and Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood, all these young pieces. You know, they brought George Hill in, all these pieces you could insert to be solid role players, a good mix of veterans and young talent. And they pretty much all suck in the yeah, playoffs, at least. Yeah, one of the things that, that
0: we talked about when that trade was initially made is how they would be able to, to start switching on screens because now they had younger athletic wings, and it hasn't happened. That Their their defense has been atrocious this year. Um, you know, they, they look good for a couple games, and ever since then, it's just basically LeBron has to get his 40 points and hope that you know, Jr. Smith and and George Hill can contribute. You know, fifteen to twenty points. Um, but it's it's pretty eye opening how much of an importance Kyrie Irvin was to that team. Now that he's no longer there, uh, we knew how good of a player well, he was when he was on the team. But now that he's away, LeBron doesn't have a second option to go to really, at least not a consistent I th- one.
1: I think something too that's becoming extremely noticeable, especially in this series, is. The fact that Ty Lue is just a terrible coach, and had they prioritized getting a good coach to pair with LeBron, you're seeing what a good coach can do with the talent in front of them, with Brad Stevens on the other bench. Because Boston, you know, Kyrie's out, Gordon Gordon Hayward didn't even play at all, played like one quarter, half of a quarter this season, Um, you know, so they're not supposed to be. That was the thing, when this series started, it was like, okay... Have Celtics. This is what it was supposed to be, but it was supposed to be Kyrie versus his old team, and there was supposed to be different storylines. It wasn't supposed to be the Celtics best two, two best players got injured, and then they had Pindu have also drafted extremely well the last few years, and Brad Stevens is able to make the most out of the talent that he has on his team. And it just shows... Like we said, you know, these guys in the Cavs, they look like they suck. Well, they just have a guy in in a position who doesn't know how to put them in a position to succeed. To succeed. Agreed. And and and, and it's, you know, you feel like they brought Ty Lewin as someone that's kind of easy to control because LeBron is kind of high-maintenance. But in the, in the long run, in order to, to get the most out of the rest of your team, that's, that's where your coach really plays a, a big role of importance. And LeBron can only take him so far because he's out there competing with them um, and he's pulling the weight. So at a, at a certain point, you know, that trying to bring them along almost turns into an annoyance because of all the weight that he has to pull. And then that's when the coach is able to step in and kind of help those guys bridge the gap. What, what are the odds that he comes back to this mess of a team? I don't think there's – I think – I don't know if it's this week or next week, however far they advance in these playoffs, but these are the, probably the last games he's playing for Cleveland. I don't think I mean, there's any chance that he comes back. You could go
0: to a team like Philadelphia right now, which would be crazy. I, I, I don't know if I honestly believe he would go there. However, when you think about it logistically, why would he go out west? Why would he have to go to, through three, I don't want to say powerhouse teams, but three much better teams in the West than they'd have to go up against in the East? Um, I thought that was a joke at first, but can you imagine if he went to Philly?
1: Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, they'd obviously right away, they would make the finals no problem. I mean, they got to the second round this year with a really young and experienced team. And then Ben right. Simmons kind of I mean. just shrunk, shit his pants on the big stage. Yeah, he did. I don't know. I think I just, there's there's some steam starting to, to pick up that that he might go to the Rockets. That they might be able to free up space to to bring him in, and then and then you look at it. Then it's really just head to head with Golden State rather than having to go through. But I don't know. I just okay, now
0: that that would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty cool to see. But I think you're right. I think, you know, he has to know in the back of his head, not even in the back of his head, that the Eastern Conference is the surest way to the title or to get to play right. for the title, at least. Right. Uh, I mean, look at this. You know, who knows what's going to happen? They're still down two to one, but Correct. they could still make it to the finals this year with this garbage team that they have in place. Right. And that's more of an And, and if that's the case, because there's the argument that's starting to float out there now that should, should the Celtics trade Kyrie Irving and, gordon hayward and try and you know but it's like i i for think at LeBron? a certain point in this no no not for lebron just in general oh, because we'll get- look at what they're doing without him stockpile draft picks or whatever or whatever have you you know but i think it's going to reach a certain point in this series where they're going to need that go-to guy and they're going to struggle in situations Agreed. like that so um and, and it's tough to say something like that when you haven't even seen them with those guys in the playoffs I, you, you can make the argument, I guess, that the cohesion of the team has gotten better because it's forced these other guys into roles and and having to jump in and play big roles. But like right. Terry Rozier has kind of been a, a up and coming guy who came out of nowhere this year, and it was due to necessity. But at the end of the day, you know, if you have Kyrie Irving in your lineup, you want Kyrie Irving with the ball in his hands at the end of the game, regardless of how good Terry Rozier has been so far and how far he's come along this year. That's. Nah, that's just a bonus. You have a good backup point guard now. I mean... You don't stray away from all, the plan because of it. All,
0: all bias and joking aside, why wouldn't he come to the Bulls? LeBron? Just, yeah, just throwing that out there. You have a... Not an all-star point guard, but a really good point guard in Chris Dunn. You have a... Four in, in Lowry and who I think can be an all-star. You have Zach Levine, who we hope turns into the player that we think he can be. We have the number seven pick, who could be Mikhail Bridges, who could be Michael Porter Jr. If you're LeBron, why aren't you looking at the Bulls like, hey, I'm going to get to the finals with that team. Because the, the the second he leaves Cleveland, that's not even a playoff team. Right. Like They're not even in the playoffs. All the guys I mentioned with a guy like LeBron on that team are arguably – close to if not better than the guys he has right now on the cavaliers well here's just the thing though
1: it's just like the thought and i would love that more than anything but you got to look at it like lebron elevates whatever team he goes to to the next level that they couldn't reach so right now you look at it like you said he leaves and cleveland instantly becomes not a playoff team so they right. drop down a huge peg they go from title contender to probably lottery Yes, um agreed. but you look at the, the the sixers you know they're a young team they've had been in the lottery the last five six years whatever it is they were a playoff team next year so he goes there he turns them from playoff team to title contender whereas the bulls didn't even make the playoffs they're in the lottery themselves this year um it's not to say they can't take the next step but you just gotta feel like if it if it were to come down to the two and he was trying to compare it he's like You know, he's probably going to be like, well, I can go to this team that's still young, but made the playoffs and got experience last year. Or I could go to the Bulls who haven't been in the playoffs with any of these young guys and none of them are really that proven. So that's I mean, I just think there's a lot of teams out there that can offer more than what the Bulls can because basically what the Bulls offer is a a young group of potential, uh, but nothing concrete as of right now right so that that's kind of the situation we're in though trying to attract free agents here that's going to be an important part for the bulls rebuild too is finding a good mix of veterans to bring in and mix with the young talent that they have
0: right and and i think this year again you want to see improvement from from your core guys that i just mentioned and you want to you want to add veterans who will help you get more wins but i think the bulls are playing for the 2019 free agency i don't know who that is off the top of my head but um, man, if you had a Mikhail Bridges or, or uh, did you see uh, Michael Porter Jr. saying he basically would like to be on the Bulls? He feels yeah. like everything that he does. I think that
1: would be that would be awesome for the Bulls if he was able to fall to them because this is a guy who, barring injury last year, was widely Gonna considered the number, number one pick. pick. Right, um, agreed. You know, and that's with the class that had DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley and Luka Doncic, all these guys. And Porter, Michael Porter Jr. was the early one who was being considered number one, and then he got injured and barely played last year. So, I mean, you have a guy who has number one pick potential, be able to drop you at number seven. Um, also would fit in nicely with the pieces that you already have. Agree. Um, I would love that. I, you know, that's something that if, if that can, if that's how it works out, I'm going to be extremely happy about that situation. And you look at, too, while we're talking about the draft, you know, with the Cavs, part of their trading for Kyrie. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast when it first happened about who won this trade. And it's become clearly evident that, that Boston yes, got away Without with murder with this trade. You know, it was grand yes, theft. Grand theft was basically what it was. They traded Isaiah Thomas away already. They traded away a bunch of that pick turned into the eighth pick when they were hoping it would be like the number three pick. To be able mm-hmm. to entice LeBron to stay. So, I mean, it's just crazy how, and, and then now can, even with all the injuries, those are the two teams that are playing for the Eastern Conference title. Um, and I don't know. Part of you just has to feel like when you're, you're getting smoked those first two games, like this is the team that you traded with and, and offloaded one of your, your second best player to. And now they're running you without him in their lineup.
0: Yeah, it is pretty
1: crazy. And honestly, I just feel like the Celtics. It's it's kind of like it's like gold. It's like Golden State on the East Coast in the making, where they have all this young talent that they drafted, and then you know they brought in someone like Kyrie and and Hayward, which is kind of like right. how Golden State brought in Durant. But they still have all these young guys, not quite as good as what Steph and and Clay were. But now you mix it together, they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the East for a long time. So with those young players and that coach, I mean, they're they're serious title contenders probably for the next five years minimum. And
0: see, I guess thinking about it now as we're having this conversation, LeBron going to Philly would, I want to say everyone stays healthy, would automatically send them to the Eastern Conference Finals year in and year out. However, do you think that Joel Embiid... And Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz, if he ever gets it figured out, demand the ball too much, as opposed to the guys on the Bulls, where they're good, they're 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 better than role players. They're again, Larry Marklin should be an All Star. Chris Chris Dunn is a, is a very good point guard. Do um, you think he'd fit in better on the Bulls, and he'd have more serviceable guys? Whereas I could see that that's that's a lot of personalities and.
1: And wanting the ball on Philly. See, but here's the thing that I think you gotta look at the situation that he's in right now. And LeBron, I think you're talking about Yeah. I think the okay. problem in Cleveland right now is there's not anyone else on the team that wants the ball, that wants to score. And okay. And I feel like that's what holds them back is because then a lot of the pressure falls on LeBron. And obviously LeBron is arguably the greatest player to ever play basketball in the NBA at least the most talented he does things on the court that no one else has been able to do um But he's best when he doesn't have to be the number one scoring option. It's not that he's been a number one scoring option his whole career. He's averaging like 27 points for his career. So it's not like he's not a scorer. But he works best when he doesn't have to force his scoring. He he takes it where it comes in the game. And he can play more of that point forward role and and move the ball and get other guys involved. That's when their teams are at the best is when LeBron is playing that point forward position. And I think with Philly... I think that Ben Simmons plays best with the ball in his hands, but at the same time, I don't think he is a scorer. I think that he is a pass first mentality, um, not a good shooter, can get to the hoop, um, but might play w- better as an off ball option, you know, being able to slash and get easy buckets from passes from LeBron rather than having to jump, you know, yeah, settle for mid range jump shots. And then the other and- sense too, LeBron can get easy buckets from him. So I just feel like. Um, You know, and then when you have a dominant big guy like Embiid, if he can that's, say that's healthy, just that's gonna just, say. you know, you can always feed we that never down low. Seen,
0: we've never seen him play with a dominant big guy like Embiid. He played with Bosch, but Bosch was more of a four, right? right? Not, he wasn't a, a true center. So, yeah, I guess that aspect would be very interesting to see, too. I just um,
1: think Philly's more ready to win now, and they prove that yeah, with the stuff they true. took You're this right. year. And, and I guess and I, don't, I don't think LeBron's trying to mess around. You know, he knows yeah, he he's only been has in fifteen years limited, and he's another, limited, yeah. you know, miles left on his legs. True, um, but it's it's crazy. I mean, he just so, continues to amaze.
0: Yeah, he 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 really does. He's he's so much fun to watch, and people can hate him because they say he's soft and. He flops, and he does this, and he does that, and that's fine because so does the rest of the NBA. That's just that's the time that we're living in right now, and, and it can be boring and frustrating to watch, especially with the era that we grew up watching, but right now basketball is, is killing it. Ratings are through the roof. There's stars or stars in the making on every team. It's, it's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, speaking of stars, I, I finally got to this today. It's been sitting on my DVR for a while now. Um, the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. Did you see that?
1: I have not seen it yet.
0: I highly, highly recommend watching it. It was wonderfully done. It showed awesome insight into his life, um, both as a wrestler and as a person. Um, and it was kind of emotional. You felt you felt bad for the guy at the end. Um, you know, he was basically what carried wrestling until Hulk Hogan took over. And... Uh, and the two of them were were really good friends and right when hulk started to, to take over um Andre the Giant was experiencing a lot of health issues he actually couldn't technically even wrestle he had such bad back and neck and knee problems um but it was just, it was really really good they you know they told they talk about all the all the legends that follow Andre the Giant um you know they talked about how i forget i think it was Ric Flair said he was with him one night and saw him drink 106 beers and how he would down wine by the bottles when they would go out and just how much alcohol this man could consume and and hardly ever get drunk um off of and and one of the things i found funny was everyone said how how nice of a guy he was as long as as he liked you and he was not a fan of macho man for whatever reason he didn't like his big mouth he didn't like his showmanship so when they would wrestle he would he would just beat the hell out of him. like they show all these matches where (sighs) And and Hulk's commenting where you know he would slap a guy in the chest and he would go extra hard on Macho Man and he would you would hear this thud and see Macho Man just crumble in the corner and how he would just beat the hell out of him every time they had a match together, and it was just so funny because he was so big and so just tall and 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 heavy and all the wrestlers I interviewed said if during the match like if you thought you were gonna do something to Andre and and he didn't want you to like you just couldn't do it. Like he was stronger than everybody, and he would dictate all the matches and if like if he if he liked you, he would build your career, and if he didn't, he would make your life miserable. so if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching. It was really, really good,
1: yeah, it's definitely on my list to watch. I remember when I saw the trailer for it, it looked really good, and uh I mean the other h b o documentaries I've seen of of late have been awesome. I know the defiant ones is really good. We talked about that on here a yes. while back, but how big was Andre the giant do they do they how I mean, they mention it so in the-
0: Vince McMahon says he was for sure over seven foot um but it didn't it didn't specifically say so how it starts out, and I didn't even know this, they they do this background into wrestling and before the before cable television and w w e there was like thirty some odd wrestling circuits in the United States, and how it worked was each each there were like regions, so your region maybe would cover. You know, two states. Some regions recover cover four states, some seven. And you would basically loan your wrestlers to the different regions to to bring people back. So, like, Andre the Giant would go all over the country wrestling in these different circuits. And, you know, they, they would, like, sell out, and they would bring people. But they're wrestling in or five 6,000 capacity gyms. Yeah. So, like, you know, you would go pay to see Andre the Giant once. But then after that, it's like, okay, I've seen it, whatever. Well, then Vince... Um, I don't want to say got lucky, but was just owner of the WWE at the right time, where cable television came out and decided to go national and got Andre the Giant, and now people who heard about this guy could see them or see him on their TVs every you know one night a week. Um, but as as they'd show the the different programs from these different circuits, Andre would like you you see his his height and his weight always increasing. Now that could be. Due to the fact that he did have a disease, um, and I, I can't remember what the name of it is of it is off the top of my head, but I think he had a tumor on his pituitary gland. So, like, he kept growing. Like, he kept getting bigger because the HDH gets, you know, released in your body at at ex, at excess quantities. So, you'll see, like, one, he's like, you know, 6'10". Three fifteen. Next time he's seven foot four hundred. Then he's seven two four twenty. So you don't know if they're exaggerating it or if he really was getting that big. But to answer your question in a long winded way, they never actually said definitively how tall he was or how much he weighed. But but they, they show like his hands against other people, his feet. Just he was an enormous human being. Enormous. Yeah, I mean I've
1: I've seen pictures of his hands like holding the beer can. And it just looks like it's like a prop, like a toy can almost. It looks like it's so small. So
0: they did say his hand is as wide as a gorilla's. Wow! Like they actually measured it.
1: it's as it's it's
0: incredible to see how big this man was. That's crazy. So um, definitely check it out. It was really good. It's an hour and a half. We'll do.
1: We'll do. So, so we just got um, just went final the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Winnipeg Jets 2-1, advanced to the Stanley Cup final in their first year of existence. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has been playing out of his mind. Winnipeg was a team that I thought after um, they took down Nashville, I thought they were going to get uh, play their way into the final. They had looked really good all year. But Vegas continues the Cinderella story. Uh, so they will await they will await the winner of the Tampa Bay Lightning Washington Capitals Eastern Conference Final series I believe game 6 will be tomorrow night but uh just a crazy crazy sports story that I don't think anyone really saw coming I know they tweaked the rules for the expansion draft yeah, a little I was bit this ask year you about
0: that which was beneficial to them in yeah, some way I don't I think the NHL how,
1: wanted them to succeed in their first season. Basically what it was is normally um, teams in the past had the. I think it was they had to let um, three forwards and five defensemen available. Um, okay. And I think this year they had to do four forwards and seven defensemen. So they had to have an extra three players available. Um, so there was just more players oh, So they to had pick a from. bigger
0: pool to pick from. That exactly.
1: Yeah. So but regardless – they put together a ragtag team of dudes who have played their way into the Stanley Cup final. Pretty awesome story. Vegas' first professional sports team and they're playing uh for the for the playing for it all in their first season. Um, yeah, that is I don't cool. necessarily I mean, I think it's exciting. I don't really know if I want them to win in their first season. I just feel like I feel like you have to earn, you know, a little bit of heartbreak before winning a Stanley Cup.
0: I mean, I I I see what you mean, but that doesn't mean that those individuals on that team haven't experienced heartbreak. You know, that's true. But at, at I at mean, the as same a time, I do. I yes, okay. As a from that aspect, I, I do see what you're talking about. But I guess that's why we have to play the games and and watch what happens, which I will be doing.
1: Ah, uh, so yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, the other side. I mean. Washington looked dominant the first two games, just smoking the Lightning, and then the Lightning come back and win a couple tough ones, and then look pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good yesterday in their victory. So I um, think
0: that whichever team wins that series wins the Stanley Cup. personally. Yeah,
1: I think it's going seven. I don't know. I, I kind of, I think the Knights can do this. I think Fleury is playing awesome right now. He's, he is. He's playing. He's really won well. a couple cups before he can with take Pittsburgh. That away from him. Definitely looking like, you know, the con Smythe favorite if the Knights are able to finish this off. Um, but, man, what a what, what a story. What a story. Well, while we're talking about Vegas, we might as well also bring up the uh, Supreme U.S. Supreme Court ruling that came down last week. They essentially um, legalized sports gambling sports across gambling. the United States. It's now up to each individual state to... Um, I guess essentially govern this state, yeah, as they please. So, um, but it is abolished in the sense that um, it's not illegal anymore. So each state will be able to come up with their own set of rules and how they want to govern and police it. So, um, it's kind of it's an exciting time. I'm not a huge gambler on like games myself. I do like fantasy football, and you know we do golf stuff here and there. But um, you know, for a lot of people, this is a game changer something that there's been a black market for. People have been doing it anyway. It's just been, you know, it's just been illegal. Um, but now you're looking at, you know, potentially in the next five to 10 years, being able to go to a sporting event and bet. And bet right there. During the game, you know, at the stadiums. Right. Um, so it's, a, it's it, like I said, you know, sports gambling is something that keeps people invested into sports because they're li- quite literally investing into it with their own money.
0: The only thing that I I think worries me is any time, especially our government here in Illinois gets involved, things tend to get fucked up. So as long as they stay out of their own way and try not to take too much of the pot, because I think if they do that, people will still continue to use bookies and online and overseas websites because they're not going to want to pay that much more extra. However, if they're smart about it and say, okay, let's, Let's make money off this in the long term. Let's not try and get rich quick. Let's let people keep the majority of their monies and and just take some of their proceeds. I think, like for our state, that could be great because we're in so much debt. So that could be super helpful as long as they stay out of their own Considering
1: Illinois was recently named the most corrupt state and then Chicago was named the most corrupt city in America, I have no faith that they're going to approach it the correct way, so agree it's something that should be able to boost the economy here and you know help pay off the huge deficit that the illinois is in but um i have no faith that it's going to be in the right hands to do so but regardless still a big win for sports bettors across the u.s um well since we're talking about sports betting now big big betting event happened yesterday the preakness which uh Again, I did not watch. I totally forgot it was even on. So it shows good my race. commitment really too. Um, but it was it was uh, foggy, and muddy, rainy, as terrible conditions. Second straight race, bad conditions. Justify uh, held off Wins and was again. able to win the second leg. So but did the not look as crown impressive as the first race. Yeah. But regardless, Triple Crown Dream is still alive Snow with one tech, race yes. to go. So, um, who was it a few years ago that won it? American Pharoah. Um, American and That was the first one since like the '60s. Yeah, it had been a um, really long time. So, you know, to see someone with another chance to do it so soon afterwards, it's it's kind of cool. I know his story too. He didn't. He never raced as a two-year-old, and he was the first right, horse he to, was to win the, the Derby.
0: Horse and like. I think it was sixty some years to win the Derby after not racing as a two-year-old.
1: That's pretty crazy.
0: So we have the the Belmont is the final race that's in three weeks from now. Um, so he'll get that extra week of rest. He's he is the most dominant horse out there. But I don't know if he was tired yesterday. I know he had he had a I think a, a hoof or a heel bruise, which they said is you know no different than if a human has one. It's annoying, but it doesn't necessarily affect your performance. Um, we haven't seen him race in ideal conditions yet, so we'll see.
1: Uh, we'll see what the Belmont holds. We shall see. History is at stake. That's for damn sure. Yup. Oh, dude, and I totally. I texted you the other day, um, and I saw two of them actually. The Big Apple Bagels. Oh yeah, still in existence you. in Naperville. I did not know that. Which we'll have when to go we there did, there one day. extinct restaurants i brought that up as an honorable mention because i thought they they were no longer in existence um but there's we'll still two out. in naperville apparently so um cool. all right that's all i got you got anything else
0: nope good all
1: good. right said we we're gonna keep it nice and quick today just did shooting the shit decided to skip the segments we're both busy man i had to do a lot of yard work and stuff today so uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for everyone who watched our video. Uh, we're working on the next challenge. We're working on a couple other things as well to try and uh, interject uh, some different stuff into the podcast. But uh, as always, help us out. Follow us on Twitter at Bros Let's Talk. Search us on Facebook. Like and share our page so your friends can do the same. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast through uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play Podcasts. Or you can visit our page directly at brosletstalk.podbean.com. For Jimmy, this is Pat. Later, bro. See you, dude. Could have, we're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have, and we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. I just like the soap.